Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Hey, good morning, playbookers and Rogan Fallen. It's Tuesday, and here's a question for you. What comes after Omicron? This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Ahead of President Joe Biden's highly anticipated video conference with Russian President Vladimir Putin today, sources tell David Sanger and Eric Schmidt from The New York Times that the president is, quote, expected to encourage diplomatic de-escalation over the conflict in Ukraine and warn Putin that if he orders the Russian forces poised at the border to invade Ukraine, Western allies may move to cut Russia off from the international financial system and seek direct sanctions on Mr. Putin's closest associates. How Biden handles this meeting could mean the difference between a free and independent Ukraine and one overrun by Russian troops. Here's the thing, though, it won't be easy. Quote, Biden must convince Mr. Putin that the administration's commitment to Ukraine is deep enough to cause tremendous economic pain to Russia, even if, as both men know, American forces would not come directly to Ukraine's aid. According to the story, some White House officials are already pessimistic that Biden can't really do much to change Putin's mind if it's already set. If you need a good primer and history lesson on all of this, Robert Burns from the AP has a story about how tensions between Russia and the U.S. over Ukraine trace back to the Cold War. You can catch a link to that story in today's playbook. There's still a lot we don't know about the Omicron variant. It could be like Delta, and current vaccines will offer robust protection. There's also a chance that Omicron could be vaccine resistant. So vaccine makers are readying a booster to protect against the new variant, just in case. This could be the future. A new variant, a new vaccine booster to defend against it, followed by a new variant, rinse, repeat. It's already what we do to fight the annual flu, but it all takes time and a new coronavirus variant can spread rapidly and kill a lot of people during that time. Omicron's potential to be the first variant requiring this cycle has several high-profile scientists arguing that the Biden administration needs to think bigger. They want the president to lead a global effort to develop a so-called super vaccine, one that would protect against any new variant of coronavirus. Dr. Bruce Gellin, a world-renowned infectious disease expert, told Playbook, quote, this is probably the most important project that we can undertake. We have to develop a vaccine before we need it, which means a vaccine that will protect against any coronavirus, including those that have yet to emerge. Scripps Research Transitional Institute's Eric Topol said, This has been a major disappointment to not make this the highest priority. Many months ago, before Omicron, we could have had an Operation Warp Speed-like effort to take this on. It was expected that we would have a really tough variant beyond Delta. Champions of a Biden-led OWS for a universal vaccine note that the project needs government support. The science is extremely tricky. Researchers have been trying to develop a single vaccine for the flu for many years without success so far. Labs currently working on a variant-proof COVID vaccine are scattered around the U.S. and often duplicate each other's work. And suddenly announcing a massive investment to achieve a universal vaccine would be politically complicated for Biden. There's no guarantee it would succeed. And by emphasizing the shortcomings of the current COVID vaccines, it could perhaps increase hesitancy. An administration official pointed out to Playbook that in September, the NIH awarded grants worth $36 million for variant-proof vaccine research. But Biden hasn't embraced this as a national strategy, said Gellin, quote, The current regimen of vaccines is remarkable, but they have their limitations. Topol added, this is the only way to stop reacting to each Greek letter. 
Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 8.30 a.m. Eastern, the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 10 a.m., Biden will hold a video call with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 10 a.m., the vice president will deliver remarks on the Maternal Health Day of Action. Harris will cover some actions the administration is taking to address maternal health, including encouraging states to expand postpartum coverage. According to the White House, most states only provide coverage for 60 days after birth. The administration is providing guidance, it says, will help states to provide a year through Medicaid programs. The White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials will hold a briefing at 1230. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2 p.m. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. The House will meet at noon and 2 p.m. with the votes scheduled no earlier than 6.30. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavali, and have a great Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The United States has the highest maternal death rate of any developed nation, and racial disparities are a key factor. That's why Blue Cross and Blue Shield companies are confronting this crisis. They've launched a multi-year nationwide health equity strategy, starting with a goal to reduce racial disparities in maternal health, building a more equitable system for the health of America.